0: Hello, Mzanzi, and welcome to episode 156 of Farmers Inside Track. I'm your host, Dawn Umdu. She waited two and a half years to get accreditation, but Gabby Gostina-Molope's unwavering spirit and knocking on as many doors as she could is how she started Total Agricultural College South Africa. In this edition, we get to know the woman behind this agricultural college and more of what drives her work in this dynamic industry. Gabby, I think it's so amazing for me to have you here with me. Let's start with the recent award that you won. You are the 2022 Mail and Guardian Power of the Woman Award winner. How does it feel?
1: I really even fell deep in love with agriculture and the space that I am in. Being recognized at that level, it's wonderful. It's amazing. It just geared me to even become beyond the woman that I'm seeing myself in. But moreover, to get an opportunity to be celebrated for the work that you do, we don't count. In agriculture, we don't have time to count who's watching, who's not seeing. Because you deal with the soil, your partner is the soil. Seeing that and receiving that award, I practically just couldn't believe that this journey of agriculture has so much beautiful moments where you get to be celebrated. It was a big honor. Like I still am processing to this day.
0: (laughs) Tell us about your journey. I mean, you're the founder and principal of Tutel Agricultural College, South Africa. Where did it all start for you? I started
1: the college in 2015, and I was 28. <laughs> That's quite dynamic. I mean, really.
0: Yeah. Where did the idea come from?
1: It came from my parents or my mother, who actually raised me, couldn't have money to take me to school, and I'm a product of a learnership. And learnerships back then they didn't have stipend, which is what currently is destroying our youth. Because they won't do a learnership if it doesn't have a stipend. I just wanted to be included into intellectual stimulation. I wanted that, but I didn't have the money to go and do it. And I got an opportunity to be in a learnership. From there on, it's been unstoppable. Gabi animal farming, Gabi piggery, Gabi crop, Gabi processing, Gabi training. That has been me. But I realized when I was in that it's limitless, it's not saturated. It's not limiting as well, because that's another thing. You don't want to get into a space where you are not having room to navigate other options. And again, seeing how the landscape of farming, it's an art space where you can either do veterinary, you can do processing, you can become an agricultural economist. There's a whole lot. I learned of late that we also have SAPS people who are working just for livestock. It's amazing.
0: Week by week, farmers tell me, there's no opportunities. There's no funding. There's no this. And you're like on the opposite end of that. How are you all in the same industry? Like, talk
1: us through that. If you're going to farm cannabis, you want to do it now, but you have not started with spinach, then you're not ready for the process. Because for you to be able to get there, you need to process from spinach. If you can farm spinach and not only just farm, but take it to the market, let it meet market standards then you are ready for the next uh, challenge. But if you just want to get into, like when there was Moringa vibe, everyone wanted Moringa. When there was cannabis, everyone wanted cannabis. Not so long, they wanted to do aquaponics. I mean, let's start there. Can you produce just a mere spinach? Because that's something that needs no hassle. Opportunities are there in agriculture. One needs to navigate it with an open mind of saying, I do not want to be like somebody, but I want to see what I can bring off change. Something unique. I personally came to a point where I made sure that the college invests more on recognition of prior learning. Because I realized there was so much indigenous knowledge which is not documented profile. But it's in South Africa. Somebody's going to come and actually get it, IP it, and leave the country with it. (laughs) So we need to just start complementing such and bringing it closer. Again, young people are not getting funding for agriculture when they're trying to apply But it's not that there's no funding. They don't want to produce the skill. Who wants to give you money to the skill that you cannot prove you have? Would you give somebody money to say, I'm a plumber? You want to see if they've got qualifications and the wise men something or the plumbing, whatever, to show that they can do the plumbing. So investing in yourself, that's a priority.
0: Talk about your agricultural college. There's always a need for learning and growth in the sector. What are the requirements? How can one get involved? And how is it set up to grow the agricultural space?
1: So the college, mainly, it was formulated to be an agriculture college in the critical skills. What is needed in the country? You don't want to set up something of continuation or duplication. But I looked at what was as critical skills. What was the country needing at that point? And at that point, we needed black farmers to take over and stop complaining because... Every time you meet our community members, they're busy doing somewhere, blaming somebody. I mean, I was not born not too long ago, but I cannot attest and get into war and fights and inherit generational battles of things that I have no knowledge of. But if you say from 1987 to now, what have you done? I am here. I have started a college. I have empowered young people. I am working with communities in different countries. And I've also made it my responsibility to learn and speak all South African languages because... I do not want to only do with the Zulus and the sutsus only, but I want to touch the whole of South Africa. That is what I owe to myself. Would you say the government owes you that? You would definitely. They wouldn't even pay it even if they had to. But living into the economical contribution, the college needed to contribute economically, empowering and imparting skills to communities and to farmers.
0: What does the landscape look like? What do you see the future of agriculture in terms of agricultural training and development looking like in the next five to 10 years?
1: We are going to have a space where young people are going to be accountable for themselves because at the moment they're blaming somebody. They will be accountable to themselves when everything goes robotic. When we move to fourth industrial, they're still complaining. When we get to fourth industrial, they will be now being accountable for themselves for what they did not do when they could still merge into it. I'm making an example because at Total we are currently working on a model to have a farmer not waking up and driving a buggy and spending so much petrol in the farm, but sending a drone to go check the farm while he's at his home and he watches the whole farm from a drone and then bring back the drone. The whole farm assessment morning is done. In future, we might have animal health technicians who are currently being employed in communities might have to be accountable because there will be a robot that just touches one part of the body of the animal and does you know, animal observation in the morning. So those are some of the things that young people and moreover, our farming community will learn that they will now start being accountable for the choices they've made in this. But with the training and development space, we are going digital and very soon we will farm digitally. As much as we started farming rooftops and vertically and horizontally, something that we never envisaged, we are now farming on our roofs. Now we're gonna farm digitally. So we are getting into a space where we're going to be sending gadgets to do most of the work that we're supposed to do.
0: I love it, future focus farming. (laughs) Why is fostering our agricultural heritage key for growth in the sector?
1: My theme for this month, it says taking back traditional agricultural practices. It's where I am. It's very important because, like I'm saying, the indigenous farming ways have more money to us and we are unaware. And we need to be unapologetic with taking back the traditional farming or agricultural practices because that is where our life is. If you look at Madumbe in KZN, are now trending in all this past year and I love because Madumbe is like something that, is eaten by classified. So if you take a product, it just depends where you put it, which market. If you're buying water for seven rand somewhere else and on another place, I mean, here in Santayn, you buy water for 11 rand with the same size of bottle. It just say when you do this me, move your product to a space where they'll add more value.
0: I'm always about advocating for women in the sector. How do you find yourself sort of navigating it in this space? Was it very difficult to you in the beginning? And how do you feel, you know, compared to when you just started out to where you are now as an award winner?
1: It was very difficult from the beginning. I started applying for my accreditation license from 2016 and I only got it in 2018. So that's like a full two and a half years waiting. And at some point I would go and bang table, cry, bang doors. But I never stopped knocking. I needed to also prove to myself that this is not about what I think the country or the economical space needs. I needed to make sure that I fight for the people that I want to empower inside this institution. So two and a half years, I waited. I went back and forth to get my accreditation. And eventually when it came, I think now they actually seeing, they don't even have to be asking, where is she? Because I'm sitting on their nose every time. And this is where I am even more motivated that another young person would actually take over over time and become another Gabby, a revolutionized economy and industry.
0: Gabby, we were teasing earlier you have a little fan club here around us. <laughs> tell us about your students. Tell us about them.
1: We actually have a very interesting pack of students. I'll tell you there's this ones that they forgot that I'm their principal. But it's also because I don't wear epaulets in my life and you wouldn't know until you talk to me. But our students have a tendency of whatsapping me even at night and asking something I've had that openness and to just not be on the cliche with them. But with my crew here, we have students that finish at Dodel and come back and work at Dodel. Because by the time they leave, we're not only training them agriculture, we're training them to evolve and take space in what we are currently doing. We have a multiple talent scouting as well. And again, post that we also advertise positions and we also prioritize our students. Here I'm with Skulint Lovu and Andy Lemkiza and Mary Banda, who are the people who developed the business development unit of Dowdell. We didn't have that unit. So this crew developed this section specifically for trading in many ways. I tried to ask them the other day, what is it that you guys do exactly? (laughs) But they showed me another side of, apart from being a college, you still remain to be business. And this is a sustainable wing of the college of where we never run short of resources because they're making sure there is resources. How? I don't know. But I saw they were very happy with all the presentations going on. And I know they know exactly where to get the next couple of resources to sustain the college. But this is now the blessing of what we produce and it comes back together to be a product again and but growth for the college.
0: Her positivity and resilience is truly infectious. Thank you so much once again for joining us here on Farmers Inside Track, Gabby the founder and principal of Total Agricultural College South Africa. Our hashtag sister, Rosaline Mapuranga, a formal construction manager, took the plunge and bought a small holding to set up a small hydroponic system. She joins us now to talk more about pushing through despite the challenges of starting a new agricultural business.
2: I initially started in the construction industry about, I would say, 10 years ago. My husband is an architect. So I would uh, go with him visiting sites and just taking along when it's going to work. So I ended up uh, having an interest in construction until I came to a point where I could actually manage construction projects from start to finish. And then I did construction management. That's how I got into the construction industry. I met a gentleman by the name of Jeffrey Ndumo and he introduced me to aquaponics in 2017. I'd never heard of aquaponics, so I did my research. That's a way my love for farming came about. I started having an interest in farming in general, not only aquaponics. Then I did also my research on hydroponics. I started my hydroponic business just before lockdown. That was in 2020. I think it was around January. 2021, I then bought a small holding farm in Mayaton. So I went and I approached my municipality before I bought the land to try and get assistance, maybe in leasing of land. And I didn't come out with anything. I approached my GDAT, which is a Hauteng Department of Agriculture, the housing Division, and I also didn't get assistance. I tried applying. On the uh, national database of the Department of Agriculture and also didn't manage to get any land. So I ended up saying, you know, if I really want to do this, do whatever it is that I can to get my own farm or my own plot. So I didn't have uh, the financial capacity. I remember we are just coming from COVID and we didn't have any income. So I managed to buy a small old farm, which is 2.3 hectares in Midbound. That's how I then started. It's a bit expensive to set up a hydroponic unit. So I started with three rain chickens. I then did a bit of broilers and then I then managed to get funding to do my one tunnel, the 10 by 30 tunnel with the hydroponic system. And then that's how I managed to expand a bit on the hydroponics. I have in the 10 by 30 unit and are doing cucumbers.
0: Thanks so much for joining us here on Farmer's Inside Track, Rosaline Mapuranga. She's part of a year-long blended development program at the Gordon Institute of Business Science, Entrepreneurship and Development Academy. And that's a wrap from me, Don Umdu, our producer, Megan van der and the rest of the Food From Zanzi team have an absolutely amazing rest of the week. Bye for now.
2: Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right?